HSBC may shed as many as 10,000 jobs as part of its latest cost-cutting drive. But where next for the bank that was at one time the poster child of globalization? You're listening to the Business Extra podcast coming from the Nationals newsroom in Abu Dhabi. I'm Mustafa Al-Rawi, Assistant Editor-in-Chief. A little bit later on, I'll be talking to the founders of ice tea company Nye Arabia about their recent transaction with Fine Hygienic Holding. But let's get into the big story of the week, if you like, which is uh, the report that HSBC is about to shed thousands of jobs. There's another uh, attempt at cutting back on headcount, mainly in Europe, but it will be elsewhere, um, after they'd already announced previously almost 5,000 jobs were going to go. In total, Banks, I mean, mainly uh, European institutions, have earmarked about 60,000 job cuts for this year. The financial sector is facing headwinds from the fallout coming off of the US-China trade war, Brexit, a weak European economy, even lower interest rates. And all of this uncertainty is affecting growth. The risks are everywhere for banks. The financial sector tends to be at the sharp point of any global slowdown. But specifically for HSBC, they have their own story to tell. Their fee income was lower for the second quarter of this year. Pre-tax profit for the global banking and market segment was down almost 44%. While private banking was a bright spot, its core strength is its commercial banking division, and that's showing steady growth. However, according to uh, Khaled Beydoun of hedge fund Repost Capital in New York, who I spoke to, HSBC has always had ambitions to be a true global investment bank rather than stick to its core strengths. That's not too dissimilar to its troubled rival Deutsche, who's also been repeatedly attempting to make this transition. But for HSBC, each time that it's tried to do this, to make it a kind of permanent shift, if you like, the cycle has turned against it and the strategy tends to flounder. Now, right now for HSBC, as well as other European banks, costs are too high. Now, this latest reported round of job cuts will probably focus on the top earners, and as I said, mainly in Europe. However, I think there's also a sort of wider philosophical point to be made, that the very strength that helped HSBC weather the financial crisis a decade ago has become somewhat of a millstone around its neck in recent years, and that is its global footprint. These days, the spirit of globalization isn't showing the same life as it has done in the past. And a greater emphasis on protectionist policies and also sort of slowing rates of economic growth in China and other previously stellar emerging markets has shrunk the speed at which the overall pie is growing at. So HSBC is increasingly focusing its efforts on Asia, where ironically it started life in 1865 as the Hong Kong and Shanghai Banking Corporation before it eventually over time became what it is now, a global institution headquartered in London. But trying to focus on China and Asia again, or refocus on it, during a softer period in the cycle is going to cause issues in terms of getting it going. So we're on our second uh, chief executive in the space of a year. Currently, the interim CEO is Noel Quinn. John Flint left in August. It seemed his efforts to aggressively cut costs were not aggressive enough. So Mr. Quinn is tasked with making sure that that happens. Overall, the global workforce is about 238,000. So the latest cuts affect about 4% of that. We've got third quarter earnings coming up. It's expected that these job cuts will be confirmed then. And we'll find out how the bank's been doing over the last three months. 
but the stock price has been down and they've been failing to hit their targets. So this is all part of their effort to get things back on track. Now, I mentioned earlier Deutsche Bank, but also Societe Generale of France, Barclays of the UK, they're also having to cut jobs. So it's not just HSBC. And we have this sort of environment of low interest rates. In some cases, negative rates are being passed on to some clients, not retail bank clients, but other clients, which isn't good news in general for the outlook for the sector. But also demand for loans is down amid uncertainty, as I mentioned. So if we come back to this bright spot for HSBC, which is Asia, which generated almost 80% of its pre-tax profit in the first half of the year, that could turn around really fast. If there is a trade deal between Washington and Beijing, then the outlook suddenly changes uh, for, for that territory. But we're still in a wait and see period. And as I said earlier, this is, this is not just this year. This has been going on. Stuart Gulliver, a previous CEO, he kind of initiated this strategy and it's, they've just keep doubling down on cutting costs and focusing on Asia and China in general. The chairman, Mark Tucker, he has made it very clear that that's the direction that he wants to go in. So let's see what happens for HSBC. It's a very interesting story. We'll hear more about it as we go along over the next few weeks and few months. And if things do turn in, in Asia and China in general, then 2020, 2021, could look a little bit better for HSBC, even if it doesn't necessarily look better for the sector as a whole. Uh, Jordan's Fine Hygienic Holding, a paper products manufacturer, became the largest single shareholder in Dubai's natural food and beverage company, Nye Arabia, in a deal valued at over $10 million. Now, many of you will know Fine. It makes paper towels, tissues, toilet paper, nappies, business packaging, and it's owned by uh, Nuckle Group, uh, which is also Jordanian. Uh, I'm happy to say that joining us down the line are Hisham Al-Faruqi and Fuad Dajani, who are co-founders of Nye Arabia. Uh, guys, congratulations on a significant transaction for your firm, which is actually only a couple of years old. Nye Arabia sells iced teas in the UAE, Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, and Oman. They are sort of on the wellness side, sweetened with honey and cane juice rather than than sugar. Uh, Hisham, maybe you can start off by just telling us a little bit about this deal with Fine, uh, how it came about and how significant it is for the growth of uh, Nye Arabia. First of all, thank you so much for um, hosting us, Mustafa. We really appreciate it. It's, uh, it's a real honor to be on, uh, on this podcast. We, we founded Nye approximately two, two and a half years ago. Um, when we first started off, we were literally um, selling iced tea out of the back of our cars. Um, today, we are in over 3,000 points of sale across um, four countries in the region and in Canada. Um, and as we were growing, we started looking uh, for potential investors uh, in Q1 this year. Um, we needed uh, growth capital to continue to sustain and to, to grow our business. Um, as we were in conversations with various high net worth individuals in the region, um, we were approached by uh, Fine. Um, at the beginning, um, we, we were slightly uh, confused as to why uh, a group like Fine, as large as Fine, would be interested in uh, a business, uh, a young business like Nye. But really, it was uh, the leadership and, and the vision of the CEO of Fine and their board of directors um, and their, their, their hope and their, their strategy of transforming Fine into a wellness business um, that really drove this conversation. Um, so 
uh, Fine has been looking to get into better for you wellness products and uh, really it was a meeting of, of the minds. We were looking for um, uh, some capital. We were looking for strategic value add partners and Fine was you know, actively seeking the opportunity to get into the wellness space. So um, it was a marriage uh, that was um, that, that, you know, really thankfully ultimately has worked out. Um, I like a little bit of the color behind how this deal came about. James Lafferty, the CEO of Fine uh, Hygienic Holding, uh, he said that he actually tried your one of your drinks. Um, which which flavor was it that, that he found at his gym in Dubai? So um, it was the hibiscus um, pomegranate and rose flavor that he actually tried, which is actually sort of our flagship product. It's the one that you know is the most popular across the region right now. Um, and we kind of were using this word serendipity as 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 to describe you know how how you know the events kind of unfold. Um, he was in a gym in Dubai, um, and he came out of his workout. He he picked up the uh, the hibiscus iced tea. He tried it. He really enjoyed it. You know he he loved the packaging, the messaging, etc. And so he contacted his. Uh, his team back at HQ and you know he asked them to please look into you know who these guys are find out a bit more about the brand and and let's you know let's have a conversation with these guys um, and so actually the grandson of the patriarch of the Nuttall family um, Elia Nuttall reached out to us um, and we actually presented to him in Amman and then really it just kind of it took off from there. Um, sort of discussion started in April, May time, and thankfully, you know, concluded uh, yesterday. It's it's a it's a very uh, uh, nice sort of story of, of of as you said, serendipitous discovery of your brand. But that probably doesn't tell the whole story. So so maybe um, Hisham, you were talking about you know two years old. You guys have been have been working to get the the, the, the products in various positions. But the fact that you got it to distributed enough that um, you know someone randomly picks up your drink. I mean, that must have been hard work to get it to that point. We've been we've been very very fortunate, uh, Mustafa. Um, we we founded Nye with the idea that we wanted to introduce the market an Arabian brand, uh, you know, a proudly Arabian brand that um, uh, offered a good product and that w- w- you know we built a good brand around it. Now, what does that mean? That means that we wanted pro- to introduce products that taste good, products that are good for you in terms of being healthier, natural, um, and at the same time, you know, build around it a brand that we, you know, fully believe in in terms of actively giving back to the community. Um, like I said, we started off just over two years ago, um, literally selling a few bottles to a few cafes, and we've grown from there. We've been really, really surprised that, um, and, you know, we're really thankful for the, the, the market's reaction to a brand like Nye. Um, and I think it's indicative of, of some major global trends that we are riding. So, you know, global consumers are becoming more health conscious. Global consumers are looking for natural products. And at the same time, um, consumers are looking for new experiences, often local experiences, and try and identify brands that, you know, that care about 
the environment, that care about the local community, and that actively give back. And so, you know, whether it is we're selling in Saudi Arabia, in the UAE, in Kuwait, in Bahrain, um, we really the feedback has been overwhelming. It's been uh, um, much more than we could have ever asked for or, or imagined. And, and Fouad, if I, if I may ask you, in terms of the timing of this deal, what does that mean going forward for, for Nye Arabia? What are you going to do now that you've got this big strategic investor on board? Well, I think in a, in a business like ours and in a, in a sector like ours, uh, really scale is the, is the sort of key term I would, I would use. This is when it gets you know, quite interesting, is when you can scale up both geographically um, and in a, in a, from the product side of things. So what this will enable us to do, hopefully, is to plug into the network that FHH or FINE have as we speak. Um, so obviously, these guys are you know, present across not only the GCC where we're present, but they are you know, uh, across North Africa, in Egypt, in Morocco, in Tunisia, and then into the Middle East, into uh, Lebanon and Jordan, and some parts of Africa as well, uh, Sudan and Ethiopia, I believe. So there, there, there are numerous possibilities from um, a scaling perspective in terms of our reach and plugging into their distribution network. Um, it will also allow us further down the line to um, innovate and create new products, um, initially in the, in the beverage space, so we're looking potentially at a range of better for you, 100% natural lemonades with um, an Arabian twist. So hopefully, you know, um, that, that, that could uh, play out in the next sort of six months. And then beyond that, um, just plugging into their expertise um, at an executive level. Uh, you know, they have a, a world-class CEO in, in James Lafferty. And a, and a really top-notch uh, executive team. A lot of them are ex-P&G and Coca-Cola. Um, and just plugging into their expertise, their operational expertise, and also their sales and marketing expertise as well. So, you know, now that you've, you've done this deal with, with Fine, it kind of pushes you guys, Nye Arabia, into that, the, the echelons of those successful entrepreneurs in the region. We, we've talked a lot about how startups, small businesses, there's been a real flourishing of, of that spirit here in uh, the Gulf, the wider Middle East. So are, would, you, would you describe yourselves um, as sort of typical entrepreneurs? I mean, what, what are your backgrounds? Where, where, how did you get to the point where you said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to launch an iced tea business. Well, I'll speak personally, uh, Musafa. Um, so I, I, I've had a mixed career. Um, I've been an investment banker. Um, I've been in private equity. But I also, um, b- between 2000 and 2001 and 2005, I was previously an entrepreneur in the food business. I actually uh, founded the first high-end bakery pastry cafe concept in Saudi Arabia. So I think that inkling to do something entrepreneurial um, has always been there. And uh, really the opportunity to, to, uh, to, to build and to found an Arabian, the first, uh, perhaps the first Arabian natural beverage and snack brand was one that we felt or I felt was extremely compelling. 
um, and it was worth the risk of you know dropping whatever it was I was doing at the time and and sort of uh, embarking on this journey. Um, we're you know one last point I'll make is that um, you know w- we feel that we're still very early on in our um, in our journey. I feel that we've only just now taken our first step. Um, what hopefully this deal with Fine does is provide us with a strategic partner who can really help us grow and scale um, in a, an extremely robust manner and, and really help us realize our hope and our dream of building a, a, a quintessential Arabian brand that we can all be very proud of um, and that hopefully our consumers and our customers and all our stakeholders can be really proud of. I mean, from my, from my end, um, what I'll add to that is, you know, our, our backgrounds probably aren't typical of, of uh, people that are prevalent in this space, but I think that will change in time. Um, I think you'll see sort of crossover into different uh, sectors, etc. Um, you know, we've always said, you know, we don't know what we don't know. So we, we set out on this journey you know, we're not experts in manufacturing, we're not experts in sales or marketing, but, you know, we always, um, you know, sought uh, the right advice along the way. And, you know, finally, we've come to uh, a stage where we can really tap into the right expertise. And I think that's critical in taking the, to, taking the brand to the next level. Uh, Fuad Dejani, Hisham Al-Faruqi, co-founders of Nye Arabia, thanks so much for talking to us today. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Thanks for the opportunity. Before we finish, uh, here are the other stories you need to know about on the national.ae. Saudi Arabia's stock exchange, the Tadawal, will allow foreign companies to list. Lebanon can lead and prosper with investment. That's according to Prime Minister Saad Hariri, who was speaking at a conference in Abu Dhabi this week. And the UAE has enlisted as a financial backer of an ambitious £400 million plan to more than double the number of electric vehicle charging points in the UK. So that's it for today. Thanks for being with us. If you've enjoyed the show, please do subscribe or leave a review. All that remains is to thank our production team, Arthur Edison, Aisha Khan. Do join us again next time. 